whether it's a smoothie, whether it's a sandwich, it's a whatever, a plate, a bowl of something, it should have those that combination of food groups. It should have your proteins, a good chunk of like protein being about 20 grams of protein, having a healthy fat and some sort of slower processing carbohydrate. Welcome to the Nourish Podcast. I'm Jas, a certified nutritional practitioner who specializes in reducing bloat. I've been able to passionately support hundreds of women get back to their bliss, and I cannot wait to help you do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm so stoked to get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here and I hope that you're having a great week so far. I'm so excited because today I'm going to be doing my first guest interview and it's with Marjan, which if you have been following me on Instagram, you know that Marjan and I have been friends for, I think it's been like five years now, which is crazy. Um, like time is literally flying. But yeah, Marjan and I have been really great friends. We actually met in IHN. I was just starting and she was just finishing and she was like my girl crush, my inspo, my everything. Um, and I just made her be friends with me and we are now here and she is my first guest. I'm super excited, super honored to have her on here. And I feel like you guys are gonna love her. She is the blood sugar queen, literally the person to go to for any blood sugar advice, ideas, support. She's worked with so many clients to really help them with this. And I always go to Marjan for questions, ideas, collaborative purposes. We're always working together and it's so nice to have a friend who you can talk to about nutrition, business, and also personal stuff. Um, her and I have become so close and I am just so, so grateful for it. Um, I'm not going to do my typical intro in today's podcast just because I really want to get into the podcast and I feel like you're going to learn so much from it so I really want to give all that attention to Marjan. Um, so just a little bit about Marjan before we begin. Marjan is a certified nutritional practitioner living and working in Montreal, Canada, aka so jealous. I want to live in Montreal so badly, except for in the wintertime, because it's like the closest thing we have to Europe. And if you know me, you know that Europe is where I belong. Um, so I cannot wait to go visit her. Um, but Marjan is the creator of the Blood Sugar Guide, designed to help you understand the science of how blood sugar works and how to start paying it attention to symptoms like low energy levels, huge one, mood swings, migraines, and sugar cravings with whole foods. Follow along with her on Instagram or TikTok for her daily tips at Healthy by Marjan, which I'll link, and connect with her anytime through healthybymarjan.com, and you should definitely look into booking an individual session with her because she is such a wealth of knowledge. She does actually talk about it in this episode, so stay tuned for that, but if you aren't following her yet, um, you definitely need to. She is amazing. She's so <laughs> entertaining. Um, and she is like honestly a hype girl it's so funny like this girl I feel like is the most positive person I've ever met in my life um and I'm just I'm so excited for this episode it was our second time recording because it didn't work the first time so I'm super grateful that she did not um 
yeah, like she did not care. She's like, Hey, let's just redo this. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please let me know, send us a DM, um, share this to your stories. If you would like to, it really does help support both of us. Um, and yeah, I will see you next week, but I hope you have a great week and enjoy the episode. Hi, Marjan. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I was just talking about how you and I have literally been such good friends for so long now. I think you actually were my first nutrition friend. Yes. I remember when we first met back in Guelph, Ontario. And I remember the day that you messaged me on Instagram and we became friends. And then we met actually at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition where we were both studying. So we go way back. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. I feel like you and I have both grown so much and I feel like we've been through so much together and I just love it. And now you're in Montreal. I'm in Vancouver for a little bit more. Um, But yeah, so excited to have you on here. Hopefully we can do it in person sometime soon. But just to start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into nutrition? Yes, I would love to. And also to answer your question, I would love to have you come to Montreal sometime. We are literally on opposite ends of the country right now. And I just can't wait for us to see each other in person. But for now, this will do. And I think you know a bit about my history. But for those of you listening, um, I studied holistic nutrition back in, oh my gosh, I'm like dating myself now, back in 2016, 2017. And I have been working one-on-one with clients ever since, helping them to balance their blood sugar levels and working with them to help them eat in a way that sustains their energy levels long-term, reduces sugar cravings. That's something that a lot of people struggle with, myself included in my past. And just kind of like helping people to know what to eat for their bodies. Because looking back at my own journey, there was just so many unknowns for myself. And I didn't know that a lot of my symptoms that I was struggling with, like low energy levels, migraines all the time, sugar cravings all the time, mood fluctuations, all of these things were actually linked to blood sugar for me. And I never pieced it together. I think part of the reason for that is because we often don't associate those things with blood sugar. Sometimes we think that blood sugar is only related to weight gain or only something that people who have diabetes struggle with, but it really is something that everybody can struggle with at different points in their life. And so that's kind of like the driving factor of why I decided to work specifically with blood sugar, because it's a huge part of my own history. Um, But I was going to say you're not called the blood sugar queen for no reason. So just have to point that out. Um, But yes, those of us who don't know if our blood sugar is in balance, like how how are some ways that we can find this out? Like, are there easy cues or is it something that you would say you have to get tested for? 
So a little bit of both, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So when I was growing up, you know this about me, but my dad is a medical doctor and my mom is a nutritionist amongst a billion other things. But they both were like very much present in my health journey and they were both very much paying attention to these symptoms that were coming up for me. And I was always going to get tested for different things. However, it still was never linked to my blood sugar because I'm a fairly slender bodied person. And it's just not typical for the medical community to look at these other symptoms that we would more likely look at in the holistic world. And so once I started studying holistic nutrition, I started to piece together my own symptoms, but started to notice how common they are with others as well too. And so some of those symptoms are chronically feeling like you have low energy levels or feeling like you're in that crash phase of your energy all the time. That's a big one. Um, Feeling like you have insatiable hunger or sugar cravings that are just like, you can't shake it. Like you have to have something like sweet or caffeinated. That's a huge indication that blood sugar is crashing a lot. And um, even mood and anxiety related things, if you kind of like think back to a time in your life where you, you know that you're experiencing a sugar crash, For me, I know it comes along with like a little bit of tightness in my gut and I feel a little bit anxious or nervous for no reason. And these are all indicators that our blood sugar has gone way too high and is now coming crashing back down. And we just don't often associate these symptoms with blood sugar. And that's something that I am super passionate about helping clients with is that it is actually a lot easier than we think to piece these symptoms together and then actually learn how to eat in a way that balances those out. Yeah, it's so true. Like I feel like all of us can relate to at least three of those symptoms. And it's funny because it can really be as simple as that. Like even for me, I used to struggle with headaches all the time. And a lot of that was linked to diet, um, on it, like diet, most of it. And most of that was blood sugar. And that was never brought up from the doctors or anything like that. And so it's super interesting. And let's say for someone who realizes that it's their blood sugar, which honestly, it most likely is like, that's, I think that's a great place to start. At least I'm sure you would agree. Um, What are like, how can we eat to manage your blood sugar levels? Are there any, any um, like tips that you would give to make it easier on our blood sugar? Yeah, so I think that it's not often talked about enough that there are actually things that we can do to manage our blood sugar levels before we get to a point where we are pre-diabetic or diabetic. And even if we were diagnosed with diabetes, it's actually not too late to start paying attention at that point. So there's really never a too late point, but it doesn't get talked about enough that there are actually things that we can do to start adding to our plates, not removing a ton of stuff, but actually adding the right nutrients 
that are going to help balance things out for the long term. And a big factor in that is protein. So I find that a lot of my clients who struggle with these symptoms consistently, like feeling exhausted all the time, feeling like they're craving sugar all the time, and having headaches, migraines a lot, like all of the things that we both have struggled with in our past as well too. But a lot of times when I look at their diet, it's fairly healthy. I'm doing air quotes here. It's healthy because there's lots of fruits and vegetables and all of this variety of food, but there's often not enough protein. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't think that there's a lack of protein in our world. I think there's tons of different options in terms of plant-based or animal-based proteins. There's tons of variety. And especially living in North America, we do have an abundance of that. But I do find that protein levels are really lacking in people. I agree. And I feel like I was actually just having this conversation, like healthy fats, fiber, um, vegetables, fruits, though they get so much attention, which is amazing and so important, but I feel like it's always protein that's left out. Like it's always. And so for, even for myself, like, I feel like I'm pretty conscious of it, but I still don't feel like I get as much as I should, even for example, I just had a chia pudding for breakfast and I had a protein, like a protein shake as well before. Cause I was just working out and like had a few hours where I didn't eat, which I should have. Um, but like chia pudding itself is an amazing source of fiber and fat, but I don't think it has enough protein. And so for people who are like, it's not satiating enough, it's like, it's potentially because there's not enough of that macronutrient. Um, I was going to ask you what about, cause this is selfishly something I struggle with. How do you feel about having like coffee or an Americano on an empty stomach first thing in the morning? I've been like having like some nut butter but, or something small before it, but I just, I don't like having coffee or I don't like eating before having a coffee, like a meal, you know, I feel like it's just, yes. Easy. Is that because you feel bloated afterwards? I know that's true for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, it's part of my morning routine to like, like the first sip of like having that first sip of coffee tastes so much better when like you haven't had an entire meal, you know? Yes, I totally get it. I actually struggle with the same thing. So like, let's do a little confessional here. Like this is private chat and and like everybody else who's listening, this is private though still. Um, I also struggle with the same thing because from a digestive perspective, and you know this because you're the expert in this, from a digestive perspective, we don't want to be dumping coffee over top of our food while our stomach is trying to like mix the stomach acid in with all the food and break it down properly. When we dump a coffee on top of that, it's almost like a swimming pool where like there's particles that you can picture this This is kind of gross, but it's like there's particles of food like floating around in your coffee. And then a lot of times people come to me in my practice and they say, I'm struggling with like feeling really bloated after a meal. And oftentimes it's because of that. It's because we're like dumping liquid over top of our food and then it's just not digesting properly. And then we end up with like acid reflux and bloating and all of that stuff. So from that perspective, I don't like to have my coffee over top of my food either. 
But what I did realize about myself recently, and this has been confessed on Instagram. So I feel like I'm able to confess it here as well too. I'm with you with like the coffee first thing in the morning. It's like, it's a mood. Like it is a mood. Like I don't even know how else to describe it. And so what I was finding is that I was having my one coffee and then I wasn't paying attention, even though I tell my clients to pay attention all the time, wasn't paying attention to how hungry I actually was. And I would make myself a second coffee and then I would like be working with a client or something. And then it would be noon and I would just be having my first meal of the day. And then later in the day, I would have probably another coffee. That's like three coffees. Again, I'm like super embarrassed to say this. And then I would have my dinner at night. So if you think about just from a protein perspective, let's just look at it from like just one macronutrient. How much protein could I have possibly been getting in my day to sustain me from just my, having like a breakfast at lunchtime and then having dinner at like six or seven at night and having three coffees. So it's not so much to say that I'm like against coffee and coffee's bad, blah, blah, blah. But I want to start being more mindful about my coffee and not replace a meal with a coffee. I want to actually pay attention to my hunger cues. Your body will tell you when you need more nutrients but we have to be good at paying attention to that. And I feel like I wasn't for the longest time. And all all of a sudden, all of these symptoms started popping up for me in the summer. A lot more migraines, a lot more moodiness, I would find. And I'm a pretty emotional person, but I found that I was a little bit more emotional than I normally am. And I just couldn't figure out what was going on until I had this aha moment of like, holy crap, I drink like pretty much three coffees a day and that just doesn't leave enough room to get enough nutrients to actually balance my blood sugar and actually have me like have stable energy levels and stable hormonal balance as well too. And so not to knock on coffee, but I'm starting to be a little bit more mindful about it from that perspective. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I am the same. I literally, I swear every single weekend to Dylan, I'm like, I feel like getting coffee drunk this weekend. Like, you know, when you're just like craving, like I, I just love the flavor of it. And I've actually been, I know decaf isn't necessarily better, but I find like just having like the sip of coffee satisfies me enough. Um, so that's been helpful, but yeah, it's so tough. I love coffee, but I actually was working with a naturopath, um, earlier this year and I was doing the exact same thing. And she was like, um, it was so funny. She's like, okay, I feel like I can't even help you because you're a nutritionist. Like, you know, everything, but it was so helpful because she was like, um, she's like, okay, so like write down how much you're eating in a day and like everything you're eating. And this is what I tell my clients to do. I haven't done it in so long. And I was like, okay, so basically I've been getting in like 600 calories a day. And it's crazy because like, you don't realize it until you write it down. And then I was like, okay, these coffees need to go. (laughs) We need to make some changes. And it, yes, really makes such a difference. But speaking of morning coffee, is there like a morning routine that you follow that you feel like helps reduce um, potential headaches or migraines or increase energy, um, just make you feel really healthy by Marjan? (laughs) 
healthy by Marjan, healthy by <laughs> you, whatever it works yeah. for you. I find that from just from an energetic perspective, first and foremost, if anyone knows me personally or follows me on Instagram or even has like talked to me for five seconds, I am a protecting my energy kind of gal, need my alone time first thing in the morning. Otherwise, the whole day is just like shot for me. I have noticed that just paying attention to needing that first thing in the morning and not being embarrassed by the fact that I need that first thing in the morning, rather than thinking that, oh, it's it's so lazy to kind of just like lounge around for the first half an hour to hour of the morning. But I find from a mental health perspective, it's my alone time. It's my quiet time before I start the day, before I have any other human interactions. And so I would recommend to really, really be serious with yourself. And if you find that you're the type of person that also needs that alone time, maybe it doesn't happen in the mornings, but maybe you kind of like implement it somewhere during your day. I feel like it is a really big game changer to just kind of like give yourself that space. But from a food perspective, something that I always really, really emphasize when it comes to client work is starting the day on a good note. And so what I mean by that is when you look at the blood sugar roller coasters, if you go back to like grade 10 biology class, sorry if this is triggering for anyone, but... (laughs) pretend you were in high school for a second and the blood sugar curve kind of looks like you eat your food. There's like a little bit of energy that you get from your food. It goes up and then it comes back down and then you feel hungry and then you eat again. And it kind of like goes kind of like a roller coaster. But if we're not eating the right foods, which means that like if we're eating a lot of carbohydrate dense foods at one time, So I always use the example of the typical North American breakfast is like go through Starbucks drive-thru and you grab a coffee and a bagel and that's just like a lot of sugar at one time. And so what happens is your, that curve doesn't become a curve anymore. It's like a ton of sugar at one time, tons of energy at one time, and then it's followed by that crash, right? And when we have that crash, we tend to kind of like crave a little bit more sugar. You've probably experienced this too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm sure everybody has experienced this at one point is when you feel that crash, you feel super exhausted. You feel super down in the dumps and you just want to take a nap, but you likely also crave something sugary. And the reason for that is because your body wants more energy, right? Like your body wants you to have more energy So what are you going to do? Probably going to go back through that Starbucks drive-thru, grab yourself another coffee because you're going to need that pick-me-up, right? And so on the front end of that, what I often recommend and what I've been doing now of trying to really focus on is cut it down to one coffee (laughs) and I'm having a solid breakfast with my proteins, fats, fibers, so that it doesn't start that like roller coaster on a super like energy spike and then that crash, right? We want to just be on that like slow curve of not so many carbohydrates at one time. So focusing on having a more balanced breakfast really just kind of sets that trajectory for the day. 
That makes sense. And then like, so what would an example be? Like, what's it? What's okay. I love this question. Marjan breakfast. (laughs) I love this question because what I have come to learn is that there are obviously so many different varieties of proteins, fats, and fibers that you could get. But what I think is that whatever you're going to eat, whether it's a smoothie, whether it's a sandwich, it's a whatever, a plate, a bowl of something, it should have those that combination of food groups. It should have your proteins, a good chunk of like protein being about 20 grams of protein, having a healthy fat and some sort of slower processing carbohydrate. So like a whole grain toast, or if you're making a smoothie, having some like leafy greens blended in there. So it doesn't matter what you're having for breakfast, um, like a smoothie versus a, like a egg and bread and uh, avocado platter. It doesn't matter what you're actually eating. It should have those components in it. And so what I always say is that we have been doing smoothies all wrong for years. You've probably experienced this as well. Before I became a holistic nutritionist, it was like, oh yeah, smoothie is just like fruits and water and like I don't even know what else people put in smoothies it's just like fruit and like milk or something right yeah but when you think about it again from that curve perspective how much of that is just going to break down into sugar and then it's going to give you a ton of energy that spike and then it's going to give you that crashing feeling so we want to avoid that crash by making our smoothies or whatever you're eating more of a meal add that protein in add those healthy fats in, add in some sort of like slower breaking down fiber to really get yourself on that curve. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so for protein, because I feel like this is probably going to be a common question, would you recommend a protein powder? I know that some people still feel weird about protein powders. Are there any other like um, um, protein sources that you'd recommend for smoothies? Yeah, that's a really good question. I do actually recommend protein powders to my clients. Hopefully they're choosing ones that are a little bit more clean and don't have like a million ingredients in them. But the reason why I recommend protein powders is because they're a really, really easy way to get yourself used to this routine of making sure that you have about 20 grams of protein in your meals, especially your first meal of the day, which it might include a smoothie for some people. And so if you've ever had a protein powder before, typically the one scoop of it is about 20 grams. And what I like about protein powders is that they come in all different varieties. So you can find ones that are dairy-free, you can find ones that are plant-based, you can find ones that are beef protein. So there's no dairy products at all. And it's just like straight protein. There is good quality whey proteins out there. So whatever suits your fancy works. Um, If you're not a protein powder person, or if you're not a smoothie person, I've been going back to old school ways of what my parents used to feed me first thing in the morning, which is just eggs on toast. And eggs can be done obviously like any different way that you want. I've been doing uh, hard boiled because it's way easier to just like boil it and just go off and do your own thing. 
And so I've been having two eggs, which is like a good amount of protein on whole grain toast with avocado. And so there's just, there's tons of variety of protein sources, but we need to just start paying attention to it more. I find that we just don't think to add protein. Like you said, I think it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, if I'm not working out or if I'm not some sort of like bodybuilder, then I don't need protein. We all need protein for our blood sugar balance. And so there's tons of variety out there. I would really, really start by looking into the different protein sources that you can start adding to your meals to give you that long-term blood sugar balance. Perfect. Uh, and also, if anyone's wondering, I feel like we like the same brands. Um, I really like Genuine Health's vegan fermented protein. I feel like that is one that actually really helps to support bloat. Like you don't feel bloated after it. And it's because of how pure the ingredients are. Um, so that one has been like my go-to for, I swear, over five years. Um, I also really like ATP Labs beef protein. That one's really good. The chocolate one. Um Sun Warrior is really great. Iron Vegan is really good. Do you have any that you're thinking of? I was going to also say the Genuine Health one because it's fermented. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of people do really well with that because I find that some people say that protein powders tend to kind of bloat them. And I think that one reason might be because of some of the ingredients that are used in certain protein powders. But also I think that having it be fermented just kind of helps with our bloating and just digestion in general. And I've seen a lot of success with that one. Another one I would add to your list um, on top of the beef protein, I'm into the ATP labs, beef protein as well too. And just so you guys know, they do come in different flavors. Yeah. We're not talking about just eating a piece of steak in your smoothie. And it's also but- collagen. I feel like that's, sorry, Marjan, to like cut you off, but I feel like that's also one thing to really note. Like beef protein is not collagen. Collagen is a specific protein aside from a protein powder. Um, so I personally don't think having like a collagen powder is an, is sufficient enough to replace a protein powder that has all of the necessary um, amino acids in there. So yeah, I feel like there's so many different protein powders that you can go for. Um, I feel like also that I always say this, but the best way to figure out if at least to minimize the amount of protein powders that you can choose from and to know if they are good or bad quality, just go to a really reputable health store. I feel like that like narrows it down for you. And yeah, both Marjan and I on our stories on Instagram, I feel like we talk about protein quite a bit. So um, you can always go and check that out or send Marjan a DM. Um, And then the other thing I was going to ask you is what about like for someone who's very busy whether it's for breakfast or for lunch or a snack, are there any processed um, bars like protein bars that you would recommend that are good? Cause I feel like that is somewhere that we are lacking so hard. It's so hard to find like a blood sugar balancing bar. Um, so curious if you have any recommendations. So I have a a little like recipe of sorts where I make my own little um, energy balls. I find that sometimes when you get energy balls from like um, regular restaurants or whatever or cafes, 
oftentimes they are just a lot of carbohydrates. And so it gives you like a boost of energy. But what I would like to see more of is more protein and more fat added in so that it gives us more stable energy rather than like a quick boost of energy and then a crash, right? That's what we're trying to avoid. And so in my blood sugar guide ebook, uh, which the link for that is in my Instagram, there is my little personal recipe that's loaded with proteins and fats so that you can kind of like have that stable energy. But I have been loving my fellow Montreal brand, Midday Squares. I know you are into them as well. You're going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good chunk of protein. I find I can't even eat the whole bar. Actually, it comes in two little squares and I find just a one square just for a little pick me up in the afternoons is perfect. And yeah, that's been my favorite for now. Do you have any other favorites? Um, I was thinking about this. I do really love genuine health's protein bar. Um, they have really great source of protein. I think there is 13 grams of protein in there. Um, I will say it's on like the higher sugar, um, content, but I also feel like it's literally the only bar that's like not as high. okay. So, you know, RX bars, I was actually at Rexel the other day trying to find a protein bar because I was super hungry and just wanted to like, kind of grab something and get home. And RX bars, I didn't realize they have like over 17 grams of sugar. It's because holy crap. Right. And like, that is my limit is typically 10. Like, and that's even like, not to be like, I'm not like trying to Yeah. Like, I just feel like you have to be mindful of that stuff. If there's a lot of sugar in it, it's not going to be helpful for your blood sugar, even if it's dates. Like, I think that's the one misconception is um, a lot of people think that dates are, they're, they're a great and an awesome alternative to white sugar, molasses, anything like that. But it doesn't mean that like, you can just go off on dates. Like they're still super high in sugar. And I think that's what most protein bars have now is our dates. And I really try hard to stay away from it because I don't feel good after having too many dates. Yeah, I think it's the same thing with um, bananas in smoothies. I feel like that's also another thing where it's like, it's a natural sugar. Yes, for sure. But A, you have to kind of like look at how you're feeling. And if you're not feeling good after that, then that's something. But it is a lot of sugar at one time, right? And so, yeah, that's something good to pay attention to. But thank you for letting us all know about our X bars. I have never even looked at the ingredients. And that is something that we should all be doing, honestly, with anything that we buy. And just looking at that ingredient list, not just looking at the nutritional facts necessarily, but also looking to see what the heck is in there. Sometimes I've seen some crazy ingredients or refined oils like canola oil and something that I thought was super healthy and no, putting that back on the shelf because do not need that. No, it's so true. Like it's even, so for, this is a little hack, um, for any smoothie that has banana in it. Like if I'm out buying a smoothie, I always just sub it for avocado because it gives you that creaminess, but it's not as sweet. And I love it. Like there's this one place that Dylan and I go to get smoothies all the time. It's body energy club for anyone who's in 
Vancouver and I get the blueberry acai and I always sub the banana for avocado. One day I didn't, or I think I can't remember. If, yeah, I didn't sub it. So I had like the banana in there and I instantly felt like a sugar crash because I was not used to it. So yeah, it's a natural sugar and we shouldn't be like, obviously should not be scared of it, but it's so important to just be mindful of that stuff. So um, yeah, just a bit of a hack if you want to test that out. Okay. Last question for you. What is your Starbucks order? And I always ask you this because I find it so interesting because you are just like the queen for this. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear you kind of let us know about it and why you drink it this way. Okay. First off, I am the most demanding customer at Starbucks, but also anywhere else. I'm so with you. You are totally allowed to sub things out or in or whatever. Sometimes they don't have it, right? Like sometimes you go somewhere and they don't have what you're requesting and that's okay. But it's okay to also ask for what you want. So if you want an avocado in instead of a banana, do it. So that's always my biggest tip for Starbucks or anywhere that you're going. Don't be afraid to ask for what you actually want. And if they don't have it, the worst they're going to say is, sorry, we don't have it. So stand up for yourself and do that for yourself. But when I go to Starbucks, I was a former employee actually. So I know the tricks of the trade and God bless all the employees that work at Starbucks because they are like so patient with people like me who have very specific orders, but I've narrowed it down to one of my favorite everyday orders is getting a regular Americano, getting one pump of vanilla syrup in it, the regular vanilla, not the sugar-free and um, adding heavy cream. So heavy cream is 35% whipping cream. And something that a lot of people don't know about Starbucks is that they actually make their own whipping cream in most of their locations. So what that means is that they have the whipping cream base. So they have the 35% cream there. And so you just basically have to ask for it. They won't normally put it out on the counter for you, but you can ask them to add 35% cream, which is fat, which is not sugar, which does not break down into sugar, which doesn't create that spike and that crash. And so that's been like an everyday order. But I also do the same kind of concept with holiday drinks or any fun drinks that come out like the pumpkin spice drinks or like any of the Christmas ones that were um, the past season. I take whatever the order is and I knock down the amount of sugar. So let's say it was like a gingerbread latte. There's probably like four or five pumps of sugar in there or like whatever the classic syrup is. And then they also add in the flavoring of the gingerbread. It's just, it's a whole big thing. And so just to kind of get that little bit of flavoring, you literally only just need the one pump. And so I either ask for one pump of the gingerbread or whatever the flavoring is, and then add another pump of vanilla if you wanted it, just a little bit sweeter. But honestly, just knocking it down a little bit, asking for it to be a quarter sweet or half sweet is still sweet enough. So that's my recommendation. Don't be afraid to just kind of switch it up, ask if they can put less sugar in there and you'll be good to go. 
I love that. And also just a little tip too, because like, I, I know it can feel so intimidating with like the, um, modifications and like feeling nervous when you get up there. I feel like I always forget to like, I always forget about what I'm changing because I always make so many changes. Um, but if it's some, if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable or if you're with friends and like, you don't want to be that person who is asking for all the modifications, if you download the Starbucks app, it's so much easier. Like you can literally see everything that's in the drink. And I find every time I use that, I just, I know, um, I'm, it's just so much easier. Like, you know, exactly what yep. you're doing. Also, um, I feel like I've asked you this, but have you ever tried the blonde Americano? I have. Yes. Yeah. I actually forgot about it. I haven't been getting it. Is that what you've been getting? Yeah. I actually went to a Starbucks this morning and they didn't have the blonde one. So I walked to the other one. I love it. It's just like, I feel like it has more flavor. So you have to try that one next and let me know. Okay. Thank you for giving me a Starbucks tip. Not like I need any more yeah. reasons to go to Starbucks, but thanks anyways. I appreciate it. Of course. Also one more thing I wanted to say actually is um, now that we're talking about it um nut milk wise or alternative milk wise if any of you are like looking to find something that's a bit more satiating and blood sugar um managing if that's how you say it um I would opt for something like almond milk or coconut milk because oat milk although it's like super popular super trendy and super foamy like it does really taste so nice um it when you break it down it's essentially just sugar so there's no fat component to it as opposed to coconut, which is full fat, um, or do something like Marjan was saying and get the full fat, because that's what you really want is to have some kind of fat in that caffeine. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. And Starbucks has lots of different dairy-free options, but they also have coconut milk and um, almond milk. And yeah, you want to go with something that is also going to break down into a fat versus something that's going to straight up break down into sugar. So that's just something to always be mindful of is that the oat milk, although it tastes really good, I enjoy it as well too, but it essentially is a carbohydrate that is liquefied. And so you got to think about that from a blood sugar perspective. Exactly. And I also feel like this, uh, just to let everyone know, this is not sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is perfect marketing for Starbucks, but, um, we just, we're just big fans and we just, yeah, we're okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually have like over 400 points that I need to use and I don't want to use it until like there's something I really want to get. So, we're just going to wait on that. Um, but thank you so much for coming on Marjan. This was really great. And I feel like there were so many good takeaways. Like I'm actually really excited to listen back to this and write the notes and just like get all the feedback. Cause this was perfect. Awesome. I'm so happy to do this. Thanks Jess. Thank you. And also before you go, let us know where we can find you. Um, and yeah, if we want to work with you, how can we make that happen? Yes. So I do a monthly program with clients basically from all over the world because I work online. I work over video call. And so if you are looking for that kind of support to kind of get you back on a blood sugar managing track, I can help you do that. And I help you to listen to your body and these cues that are coming up 
because I believe that they're not random. They are trying to tell you something and I would love to help you do that. And so if you follow along on Instagram, the link for all of that is there. If you are more of like a self learner and you want to know more about blood sugar, the science of how it actually works, what's happening inside of your body, what foods to start adding to your plate. I also have my blood sugar guide ebook and printed copy as well too. That's the in the link in my bio on Instagram as well too. And that's Healthy by Marjan. Awesome. Thank you. And also the ebook's amazing. I actually reference it and the reviews on it are incredible. So good for you for creating that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Marjan. Talk to you soon. Bye.